0: This week on your favorite soap opera, it's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan.
1: Hey everybody, and welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and for the past 13 weeks, I've put together shows with the brightest stars and the biggest names in daytime television, there have been Emmy winners, Emmy nominees, musicians, stand-up comedians, Broadway vets. They've all stopped by to share their stories about the soaps. But there's been one group that hasn't been fully explored, and that's the folks on the other side of the television set, the fans. Now, I know that some of you think that no one ever listens to the soap fans, but I'm here to prove you wrong. In fact, on Monday, I answered over 13,000 emails Yes. 13,000 emails that made their way into my SoapCentral.com mailbox, and it's something that I want you to know that I read each and every email. I try to respond whenever possible. Now, from reading your emails, one of the things that I found out is that every now and again, you want me to open up the phone lines to you, the soap fans, so that you can call in and talk about your favorite soaps. Well, call me the soap opera genie, because this week, I'm here to grant your wish, Now, as you probably know, this is episode 14 of Soap Central Live, and that means that this is the first episode outside of the original pilot series. The show was originally slated to run 13 episodes because the powers that be weren't really sure if you guys would embrace a soap opera radio program. Well, you proved them wrong in a really big way, and you've made Soap Central Live one of the most listened-to live Internet radio programs around. So what better way to celebrate the first episode in this new year-long contract than to honor you, the listeners, who'd helped make this show so popular. So, without further ado, the phone lines are now open. If you'd like to chat about your favorite soap, or maybe even ask a question, dial in toll-free to 866-472-5788. Now, I want to make sure that everyone who wants to call and talk has a chance to do so, so please be respectful of the time and try to keep your calls succinct. That's not to be confused with extinct, which you will be if your phone call goes on a little too long. So we're going to move in here, and we have a caller already. It is Savannah from Pennsylvania. Savannah, are you on the line?
2: I am, Dan.
1: Hello, how are you?
2: Doing well, and you?
1: I am wonderful. And let me uh, start swooping in right to the questions. What's your favorite soap? All my children, of course. Of course, it is. So let's explore a little bit about what makes All My Children your favorite soap. Well,
2: Dan, um, like many soap opera fans, I began watching soaps at my grandmother's knee. Many of us are generational watchers, and my grandmother has five granddaughters, and she has she began each grandchild watching her soap operas after school. She has particular pattern, if she, and we are now all adult women with children of our own, but for each soap opera that she watches, she's assigned each grandchild that soap. So for me, it's all my children. <laughs> when I do okay. my grandmother once a month or once a week, whenever we get a chance to talk, talk about many things going on in the family, but we never hang up the phone until she, she tells me how much she loves David Hayward.
1: Really? Now, David isn't exactly the most uh, liked or likable character, let's say, but yet she likes him.
2: She not only likes him, um she has David Hayward in a weekly if not daily fast and prayer to become a better person.
1: Okay. Hmm. And what are you, let me ask you then you, what is your take on David Hayward? Do you like him just because of her or do you have your own opinion about David?
2: I love the character David Hayward, mostly because I love Vincent Irizarry and his portrayal of David. Um, I think David is one of the most complex characters on, on All My Children, and Vincent Irizarry does a phenomenal job of portraying that. We see the sensitive side, the, um, his compassion with Greenlee, his compassion we've, for those of who watched him when um, his daughter was born, we, we, we watched that, as well as his ability to love with Anna. Of course, we all know the very evil and genius side of David Hayward as well. He's a talented professional. And then, you know, let's just be honest. The man is just drop-dead sexy. What is there not to love?
1: Oh, gosh, this is a horrible segue. You know what? We won't make the segue that I was going to. We'll wheedle to it. Now, um, All My Children Came Under Fire last year for some really bad writing.
2: Yes, they did. Deservedly so.
1: Now, it it seems to have turned around, at least in my opinion. Uh, For folks who are listening, they probably know that All My Children was the first soap that I fell in love with. So uh, have you seen a turnaround in the writing, or do you think it still has a long way to go?
2: I I think both. We have seen a turnaround in the writing. Um, I think the writing is not as offensive to viewers as it was in the past and it's also definitely not as disjointed. However, I do think there's still a long way to go with the writing. There's quite a bit of um, damage that was done over the last, and I wouldn't say just the last writer, but the last couple of years. Okay. And uh, the, the show is on the right path and I have high hopes that it'll get better.
1: One of the things that I think at least I have some high expectations for and I don't know about the rest of viewers, is coming up starting on April 20th. It's the memorial to Palmer Cortland. Of course, James Mitchell passed away earlier this year, and the show needed some time to develop storyline and and to get things in place. Uh, But as a result of that storyline, we'll be bidding farewell to David Canary, who, of course, plays Adam Chandler. He'll leave a couple of days later. And uh, before I let you go, I'm just curious what your thoughts are and what you're looking forward to. Uh, in that memorial episode.
2: Well, I have mixed emotions. First of all, I'm very thrilled that the show has decided to do the right thing and do a farewell memorial to um, to uh, James Palmer, uh, uh, Palmer Cortland was a phenomenal character for all my children, and will definitely and has been missed on Canvas for some time. However, his presence on Canvas will never be forgotten, as will as the same for um, Adam Chandler p- portrayed by David Canary. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to see that they made it. They also made a good choice in tying David Canary's exit with Palmer Cortland's exit from All My Children. I think that was it, very clever. It was very clever, and the two men had, you know, phenomenal history together. A lot of history. They were rivalries for years. So the, the fact that they're both going Time Valley at the same time mm-hmm. in in a uh, combined storyline is a wonderful touch and you can definitely see Lorraine Broderick's hand in the design of that storyline and how she's approaching that.
1: Absolutely. All right, well I want to thank you so much for calling. Is there anything uh, AMC related that you'd like to put out there before I let you go and move on to the next caller? Dan, you know me very well. (laughs) Now You know this call
2: could not end unless I brought up my beloved Hubbard.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Now just as an interest of disclosure, Cornelius Smith and Denise Vassy were originally scheduled to be guests this week, but they changed the All My Children taping schedule, and the two of them uh, will be back at a future date when they're able to clear their schedules. So for those of you who saw temporarily on the website on SoapCentral.com that they may be guests this week, there were some changes and some juggling. Um, so we'll look forward to them in the near future, but... You know, do you think that the the Hubbards have enough story right now to keep their fans happy?
2: Absolutely not. Absolutely. There is no <laughs> – we were told, we were promised that Angie was going to have a front burner story. It was featured in so far – uh, I won't say other – Other names, but it was featured (laughs) in one of the soap opera magazines. And it started out looking like we were going to have a story with Angie and the blackmail, with David and the patient dying, and her and Frankie and a possible pill addiction. And out of nowhere, the story has turned into the lives and trials of Damon. There is no Hubbard storyline at this point, they're kind of in bits and pieces. And I am beyond bored and Mm -hmm. very disappointed in the show, and just have hopes that the next. The, the, the preview that they put out for uh, May is that the, Jesse and Angie will be front and center. I will believe it when I see it, and I hope to see it very soon. That said, there's absolutely no story for Frankie and Randy either, which is a, a great couple on the show, um, and they do a phenomenal job, both Denise Vosti and Cornelia Smith, and I miss seeing them together, and I miss seeing them on the show and in, in an active front burner storylines. So I think that all my children, although they have done, have gotten better um, for the Hubbard fans, that's not been the case.
1: Well, certainly I think it would be a good sign that both of them are taping today. So hopefully we'll see them on screen in the not too distant future. But I want to thank you for calling Savannah. I'm going to get ready to go into a commercial break here. And uh, of course, you're always welcome to call back in, in the future.
2: Well, thank you, Dan, and congratulations on your year-long contract. I know the show is going to be a hit.
1: Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. And just before we go into a break, I know there are a couple more callers who are queued up here. We're going to take them in the next segment. But something to think about as we move into this commercial break. All My Children announced this week that Hollywood vet Michael Nori would be joining the show as Caleb McGraw, beginning uh, May 24th. Now, this is the role that is being described as that of a mountain man. I'm not entirely sure what to make of that. I think we've done that once before with Pierce Riley. So we'll have to wait and see how this all pans out. But certainly bringing in a a well-known name, uh, he was in Flashdance and uh, also on The Young and the Restless. It should be very interesting to see how this character develops. And it's actually going to be someone who interacts very heavily with Susan Lucci's Erica Kane. So could this be a new love interest? I guess we'll find that out as May 24th gets closer. We are coming up on the break here. So for those of you who want to call in and talk about the soaps, be sure to get on the line at 866-472-5788. Sorry, 866-472-5788. And I'll take your calls when I come back after the break here on Soap Central Live.
3: Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, soapcentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want a dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. Now, back to our stories.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and we're taking... Your calls this week. It's an hour of nothing but fan feedback. Now, as SoapCentral.com celebrates its 15th anniversary, and we celebrate the one-year renewal of SoapCentral Live here on the Voice America Network, unfortunately, later this year, we're going to be bidding farewell to another soap as the world turns. And we have a caller on the line from California named Bim, who wants to talk a little bit about as the world turns. So let's welcome to the show, Bim.
5: Hey. Hi, how are you? I'm doing okay, thank you.
1: So, uh, I understand that uh, I'm assuming As the World Turns is your favorite soap.
5: Yeah, it's been my favorite one. Uh, actually, Edge Knight Night was my favorite one, but I, this one kind of grew on me, and it started really young, and it's very unusual how it grew on me.
1: <laughs> uh, why is it unusual, do you think?
5: Okay, what happened, you know, like 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 you know, like, uh, everybody who was about, you know, who's remembered the soaps from way back when, you know, we've been watching it from, like, our grandmothers, our mothers, our fathers, you know, whatever. Uh And so then what happened was that when I was little, um, the only thing that interested me about the show was the globe that was spinning at the beginning (laughs) and, you know, at the end. That's the only thing that interested me. And so then my stepdad, uh, I actually call him my dad, he, to make a long story short, he saw me just looking at the globe and not paying attention to the rest of the show. (laughs) So he ended up buying me a world atlas. Ah, of course. And then he looked, and he looked, and he said like, now I want you to look at the globe and, um you know, and look at, you know, study land masses and just find, point them out and, uh, I expect a report by the end of the week. And wow. I thought, hey, there's some of them in the dark. But what got me hooked was I think one summer, I think at about 74 or 75, uh, Kim, was out at the um Kim was out in the out in the country at, at I guess at, at at the cabin at a cabin and a tornado was about to hit and every single time she would you know she was listening to the radio and every single time when she stepped out the room the tornado warning would come up and then by the time the show ended uh by the time the episode ended the tornado struck and I've been glued ever since
1: Wow, uh, but it's more important than that. Have any of the world capitals and state capitals stuck with you from your having to look at the map? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. There might be a test at the end of the show, so stay tuned. Now, obviously, watching it so long—I mean, you're talking about 1975 or so. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts about? Come September, you won't be able to tune in to see the show anymore. Well,
5: I'm very, I'm very perturbed about that because. Um, because it's, like, because what happens is that like, you know, the Nielsen, I, I, you know, even with, uh, the people with, who have soaps that aren't in danger of being canceled, the Nielsen system is, uh, very flawed, literally. Do you and know I'm anyone that, who's I'm a Nielsen family? I've been saying it for years because what happens is that like, I don't have a Nielsen household, and since I have to work, I either have to tape it or mm-hmm. I watch it online when CBS.com puts it up. But I'm not, and and I'm a male, and I'm not counted.
1: Right. But, now, do you know anyone uh, who is the
5: Nielsen family? No, I'm not.
1: And, and you don't know anyone who I I don't know anyone who is either.
5: I mean, I don't. I mean, I I really don't. And that's and that's the thing that's frustrating because it's like because see like if the Nielsen ratings actually reflected the actual amount of people that actually watched. Um, I don't think, I think we probably still, I think some soaps will still be in danger, but they will be a lot better
1: off. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. But now, Uh, before I I let you go, because there's a couple other callers who want to get on, Uh, something I want to know from everyone who watches As the World Turns, can you think of anyone who you specifically want to see return before the show goes off the air, even if you don't think that they would return to the show, just for you, someone that you say... I need so-and-so to return before the show goes off the air.
5: I can think of several people, but off the top, uh, Andy Dixon, because, because Randy came back last week. Um, I mean, my God, I mean, Scott is married to Mara West. I don't see why that's a problem. Right. And, um, let's see, John Dixon would be... John Dixon, I wouldn't mind
1: seeing back. Um, what about getting Martha Byrne to come back, even if she couldn't play Lily, just as a... You know a head in the background somewhere nope
5: no oh no i i'm i'm sorry i'm 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 in i'm I'm probably in a minority about this, but the way that um they're writing lily i don't think Martha can pull it off, and you know personally i don't think so because what cause the way they were writing lily before um they're writing her so much as being so much of a victim and always dropping at dropping at the drop of a hat and not trying to deal with, you know, the consequences of that, even though she did deal with them. Hmm. But Noel Beck, I mean what uh the episode I saw a couple weeks ago where uh Faith had lied about um Faith had lied about going to boarding school. Right. Um Noel Beck, I mean she I mean she actually she she personified I forgot, yeah. You know, I forgot she was Noel Beck. Noel Beck. I thought, you know, she just personified any mom, hmm. because uh, I mean. But the thing about it is, is that I don't think it's the actress. I think most of the time it's the way that they're writing,
1: writing it. Writing it. Yeah, I agree with you.
5: Because, like, uh, um, cause, uh, and also, and also, like the 54th anniversary and the and the Barb's that uh, Lisa and Susan did. But another person I could think of the coming coming back, if anything, um. If anything, I would like to see them feature more of the Hughes. Okay. You know, if any I mean if anything, I mean like the Hughes and the Stewart's because they've been they've been the longest
1: core families. And Lisa. And Lisa. <laughs> absolutely. Well I want to thank you so much for calling in, Bim. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you.
5: You're welcome. How you have a good day. Good oh, show. Absolutely.
1: You too. And for those of you who are also listening for As the World Turns News, I want to let you know that the show has now confirmed that Jesse Lee Soffer and Jennifer Landon are coming back as Gwen and Will, but here's an interesting twist. The show says that the scenes for those characters haven't even been written yet. Uh, They don't know when the characters will return or even when the actors will start taping because the information has not yet made it to paper, so... Maybe they'll be back just for a couple scenes at the end of the series. Now, we have another caller on the line, I believe from Georgia. It is Chanel. Chanel, are you there? Oh, hi, Dan. Yes, I'm here. Well, hello there. How are you today?
6: I'm doing good. I was just marinating on the last question. Uh, I deeply disagree about Martha, because oh. I can't get used to this Lily, so I would love to see <laughs> Martha come back and bring it home for the last month until they're gone in, in September. I don't know if that's possible, but I really did miss her, and I can't get used to this current Lily.
1: Hmm. Now, what? you know, it's always interesting to see when, uh, when such a key and core character is recast, how there always seems to be a division between the fans that are so upset that someone who's been with the show for so long is gone and how people who maybe don't like the character based on the way it's written or are a fan of the other actor that's brought on are on the complete other side of the fence. Exactly. So obviously from listening to that, you are an As the World Turns fan. What is your story? How did you get hooked on the soaps?
6: Well, as you probably know, because <laughs> we talk a little bit, um, I've been hooked on all of them, probably, I, I assume, since I was in the womb. Um, I just remember growing up watching them when we were, probably, I was probably like the same size as, do you remember those old TV sets that had the, you had to turn the dial, that was about <laughs> as high as that thing? <laughs>
1: Very well. And I remember it. watching. Oh, gosh, um, low definition.
6: Yeah, no definition. <laughs> we would jump off that TV when I was younger. It was so sturdy. <laughs> but I just, I watched all CBS all the time, and I watched when it was Edge of Night, Search for Tomorrow, Ryan Tope, um, Capitol, and then Bold and Beautiful to fill that little half an hour slot. Hmm. But otherwise, ever since I can remember, um, I just always thought soap operas would be on forever. But. and when I was younger, I I thought I'd be my grandmother's age and I'd be watching The Guiding Light just like she was or I'd be watching As the World Turns. Mm. It just never occurred to me when I was little that a TV show at all could go off the air. I mean, you know?
1: <laughs> wow.
6: And when you get into 72 years with The Guiding Light and then 54 with After the World Turns, it gets really, really depressing and you kind of... What I've been going through is just divorcing myself kind of from the silks. I've been trying not to be so um, dependent on them or interested in them like they're friends because they actually become friends. And you can't really do that when they're going to yank your show off the air. So it's a it's oh. really different time right now, and it's kind of depressing.
1: <laughs> well, uh, you obviously have watched Guiding Light and As the World Turns. Uh, have you made an effort to replace them? to uh, get a surrogate soap or, I mean, are you still too heartbroken to even consider that?
6: Well, I kind of had to because I, uh, I was really depressed because when, I, when you and I met, <laughs> um, I believe it was 2006, and I had asked um, if I could fill your volunteer slot to write The Inside the Lights for Guiding Lights. Yes. Because nobody wanted to do that because everybody hated The Inside the Lights. <laughs> But I really enjoyed them and I thought that maybe I could, you know, make a story out of it and make them readable. And we actually did, uh, do a good job with that. And since then, uh, you just, re- uh, gave me more responsibility, which I greatly appreciated. And I ended up writing, uh, four recaps a week for The Guiding Light. And it was depressing. I went through a crying phase when uh. I heard that The Guiding Light would be canceled. And I figured I had to scramble to find something else to do. But fortunately, uh, it worked out at that time frame that all my children came open on your uh, site for, uh, in need of recaps. And so I had to transfer over to all my children. <laughs> and I had never, and I told myself, oh my gosh, you are just the CBS lady and you will never watch another channel. <laughs> I had always said that. I'd always looked down on the other soap operas on the other channels, even though I'd never even seen them. I was such a soap opera snob. I just wasn't having it. I wasn't changing from CBS.
1: Oh so, my goodness. Well we don't want anyone to be a soap opera
4: snob. <laughs> <unfortunately>. <laughs> not anymore.
6: All My Children's actually a great show. And I'm glad I was kinda not forced to watch it but given the opportunity to watch it. Because it, it does have great gripping storylines and it has compelling characters and they're they're creating stories in a way that I kinda missed from the Guiding Light because as you know, when the Guiding Light started to I had had to cut back on um and all that, their sets got really, you know, outdoors in the middle of the night, flashlights <laughs> you know, they're just standing by walls talking and everything seemed to kind of be falling apart in those last two years, which was really sad. But to go over to all my children, you had your glorious sets and they seemed to be taking time with the characters and their wardrobes. People aren't you know how like the guy like people are showing up in their jeans <laughs>
1: Absolutely. But you know, you mentioned something about budgets and pain bills. We have to go to our commercial. We are out of time for this segment, Chanel. So thank you so much for calling. Okie doke. And we're going to go pay some bills and be back in a couple of minutes with Soap Central Live.
3: Voice counts. Call toll free one 472 5787 472 5787
0: Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than soapcentral.com. Every day, soapcentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps. Soapcentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow.
8: Once upon a time, there lived three energy hogs. Now, an energy hog is what you have when humans waste energy. One day, the three energy hogs set out to find themselves a cottage.
9: Let's look for
7: leaky windows, said the
8: first energy hog, for he knew that would waste energy.
7: Let's look for leaky
8: doors, said the second. Let's look for a thwing <laughs> said the third, for he had more blubber than brains. So they set off down the road. Presently, they came upon a tiny cottage where dwelled a clever girl named Dreadilocks.
3: I open it has leaky windows,
8: cried the first energy hog.
3: I open it has leaky doors.
8: Cried the second. I hope there at the bathroom, cried the third, for only his brains were smaller than his bladder. But Dreadylocks liked playing cool games at EnergyHog.org, and from EnergyHog.org, she learned how to use energy wisely. So the three Energy Hogs were forced to look elsewhere to waste energy and had to use the disgusting restroom at the gas station down the road. And the moral of the story is to use energy wisely, log on to EnergyHog.org or Waste Not, Hog Not.
1: This public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council.
3: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
0: You are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want a dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. Now, back to our stories.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. It's your soap opera genie, Dan Kroll, granting your wish for an hour of soap fan call-ins here on this week's show. And you guys are lined up on Hugh here waiting to talk, so we're going to move on to the next caller, and it is a caller from New York named William. William, are you there? William. Hey, William, how are you? Well, I'm still on a high for my fabulous
10: trip last week. I participated in the American Popular Culture Association's annual conference in St. Louis, where I spoke um, on the survival of the soap opera genre, Transformations for a New Media Era, which is a new book that I've been proud to be featured in uh, that will be published by the University of Mississippi Press in December of this year.
1: Okay. Well, what was, since you went to something like this, what was the general consensus? Are soap operas doomed, or is there a a glimmer of guiding light at the end of the tunnel?
10: Uh, There is a small glimmer
1: um,
10: um, with the new aspects of What you might call web episodes, Um, and I know a dear friend of mine out in Grand Rapids, Michigan, is an award-winning writer for a fan fiction show where he has uh, resurrected a show that was canceled 34 years ago, God Hmm. bless his soul, and uh, I give him a lot of credit for doing so. Um, uh, I guess we are in a, a transitional phase, to say the least.
1: Well, let me ask you: Are you someone who could see yourself sitting down at a computer, or I guess as the technology advances, streaming to a television to watch web series? Well, seeing that I'm
10: old and ecstatic, <laughs> aren't we and, all? Aren't we all? Three weeks, and three weeks younger than now, as the world turns an edge of night. I don't know. I don't. I don't see myself doing it personally.
1: Hmm. Well, you know, William, uh, there are so many calls that are coming through here. I'm so glad that you had a chance to call. But yes. if you don't mind, I'm going to move on and, and try to get a couple more folks on here. Thank you, sir. Thank you, William. Bye-bye. Bye. And we're going to continue our uh, girl-boy-girl-boy format. We're going to go to New Jersey, just across the river, and take a call from Jenna. Jenna, are you there? Hi, I'm here. How are you today?
11: I'm doing pretty Good.
1: So what's your favorite soap or favorite soaps?
11: Um, I'm really liking General Hospital and One Life to Live. Okay. Um, I'm actually kind of in charge of the campaign to support the Kish storyline. Okay. And the actors. And I just want to talk about maybe what Kish has been up to on One Life to Live lately.
1: Well, let's for those folks who are listening who maybe aren't familiar with One Life to Live, explain what a Kish is.
11: Sorry, uh, yeah. <laughs> Kish is the couple name for Oliver Fish and Kyle Lewis. And I think they, they've, their story has been one of the best love stories I've ever seen on soaps.
1: Okay. Now, uh, some folks may be listening and thinking, okay, well, that sounds well and good. You know, there's been uh, love, same-sex love stories on All My Children, Bianca, several that were well embraced by fans. And As World Turns has Luke and Noah. What is so, what's special or what's different, do you think, as a fan, between the Kish storyline?
11: Kish was special because they were treated like any other couple, um, any, any other characters on the show.
8: And they you were not you know, some of the others own were bubble, on other shows? And it
11: was really refreshing to just see them integrated and just part of the regular old canvas of Landview.
1: Now the characters for those folks who, who don't know again who may not watch One Life to Live the characters will be disappearing in uh, a matter of a couple of days. Yes. And there's apparently there's some co- controversy, uh, being that you're you're active in supporting the fans. Uh, you know, do you want to uh, tell listeners a little bit about maybe what is going on and, and why fans are so uh, worked up and standing behind this these characters?
11: Well, it was just a really great story, and the actors were great and did all this press. And fans like the actors just as much as they do the characters. And the storyline was really well-received. And last month, um, it came out that it was just going to be dropped rather abruptly uh, next week. It'll be wrapping up and there's just a lot of outrage and disappointment because so many people are so invested and um then there was like a lot of like nasty rumors that came out and why it was happening and then just the real reason that they're doing it is because um it was a they're calling it like a gay storyline and they don't think it resonated with all viewers because of that and I'm just really disappointed, and so are a lot of people. So we've been campaigning, and we have a website. It's called don'tputkishinthecloset.blogspot.com. Okay. Where we have been doing a lot of um, various campaigns. We had a rally in front of Good Morning America in New York City last month. Mm -hmm. We have a postcard campaign, and we are doing Fish for Kish. Uh, People are donating money or sending in Swedish Fish on their own, and we're going to be sending in hundreds of Pounds of Swedish fish to wow. Franz and tasty. Frank, who are the uh, president of ABC Daytime and executive producer of Long Life to Live.
1: Well, good. Thank you so much for calling in and letting folks know because I know that there are so many fans who are still very passionate about the couple and certainly mm-hmm. the storyline. And uh, hopefully, you know, this will let the network executives know that. You know, fans are listening. As I said at the top of the show, a lot of fans think that no one listens to them. Maybe this is a way to prove otherwise.
11: Yeah. Thank you for letting me call in, and I really enjoy your show every week.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Jenna. All right. Bye. Bye. Now, for those of you who are wondering, I also enjoy Swedish fish, so you can certainly send them. Maybe not by the hundred poundful, but you can certainly send them to SoapCentral.com if you'd like. And for those of you who are fans of One Life to Live, I want to let you know that in the weeks ahead, we have some One Life to Live stars who will be dropping by to chat with me. Uh, Kristen Alderson, who plays Star, will be here on May 14th, and then the following week, Melissa Archer, who plays Natalie, and Bree Williamson, who plays Jessica. We'll be here. That's May 21st. So a lot of One Life to Live stuff coming up in the weeks ahead. On the line, we're going back to New York this time, and we have Matt on the line. Matt, are you there? Uh Uh-oh, I think we've lost Matt. Matt has... uh... Hello. Oh, there he is. Matt is on the line. How are you? (laughs) How are you doing? I'm pretty good. How about yourself? I'm awesome. What a great show. Well, thank you so much. Excellent show. uh, What are your favorite soaps? Um wow. I have several. I've been watching soaps for probably close to
7: thirty years. I started with your baby with all my children. Um I don't know. Probably I would have to say right now my favorite show is probably either G H or Young and the Restless.
1: Well, since no one's talked about Young and the Restless yet in terms of callers, let me jump over there to Genoa City and let me get a question that I was waiting to ask. Uh, Young the Restless is casting a character That's currently being called Simone And yeah. a lot of people think it sounds An awful lot like Drusilla Now the show has said No, 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 Ooh, it's not Drusilla It's just, you know, kind of similar I'm curious for your thoughts on the whole Simone situation
7: um, I don't know I, You know, it, it's funny because I never ca- I didn't really care for Drew So I, if they bring her back It doesn't really matter to me either way um, I don't know this, and I, I, the new Malcolm's not working for me either. So I don't. I don't know. I, I it I, it wouldn't surprise me if it is Drew, because I think that execs do that. But I, I don't know. I can't see somebody else playing her. It just doesn't. It doesn't work for me. But I, like I said, I didn't care for the character that
1: much either. So. But, I mean, a lot of that could be said, uh, as one of the other callers said in this hour, sometimes it has to do with the writing, and it isn't necessarily the actor or the character. Do you think that... Well,
7: oh, yeah. I mean, and that kind of brings me to one of the things I wanted to say. You know, I I guess it begs the question, what really is destroying the soap? And I have to be honest with you, I don't think... I don't know, I just get the impression sometimes that the powers that be, and that includes not not really the producers, the producers some, but... The networks don't really care about the viewers. And I have two examples I wanted to cite. Michael Fairman was on a couple weeks ago, and I didn't get the chance to call in, but what is up with these horrible soap themes? They either haven't been redone, or you get like, as the world turns, that it doesn't even have one. You know... if it wasn't for the soap theme, I wouldn't be into As the World Turns. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Guiding Light and As the World Turns, I both, I heard their themes and for some reason it made me stick. And, and like, the music to the soaps, the themes are, are like, wow. I mean, the One Life to Live theme is, is pitiful. I don't know what they've done with it.
1: Well, you know, I have to ask you, a lot of primetime shows have completely done away with- I know. And, and it, it bothers really, you.
7: yeah, it bothers me. But it bothers me more, I think, with the soaps because I think that, you know, if you think back years ago, some soaps were synonymous with their theme. I mean, The Edge of Night. You know, it was very synonymous with its theme music. Yeah. And it hooked a lot of people. The other issue I have is there's way, way, way too much rewriting of history for me. I mean, I just cite One Life to Live as an example of that with now all of a sudden Rex's first, you know, there's this big reveal that Rex is Mitch's son and now he's not Mitch's son and... It's almost as if the writers are writing to fit. They're not writing to, to write good storylines. They're writing to make certain things or certain characters fit. I and just, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't work for me. You know, I mean, that whole revision of Erica's abortion, I, I thought that was horrible. Uh, that's, of
1: course, on all my children. Now, yes, on one all of the things that I have to do on this show sometimes is I also have to rewrite history. And we are out of time for this segment. Yeah, I figured that (laughs) Sorry, Matt. But, of course, you're certainly welcome to call in at any time in the future if ever there's a guest on that you want to speak to. And uh, I want to thank you so much for calling and supporting the show. Thanks a lot. I appreciate everything you do. Thank you. All right. Now, before we go into the break, I want to let uh, Young and the Restless fans know that coming up in the next weeks, we have John Driscoll, who plays Philip Chancellor IV. He'll be on next week at the top of the hour. And coming on May 7th, get ready, everybody, it's Victoria Rowell, who played Drusilla. She'll be on again May 7th. So we're going into the break. We'll be last back with our last segment here on Subcentral Live after the break.
3: Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. Okay. VoiceAmerica.com.
10: What I Want to Be When I Grow Up by Johnny my
3: Dad, it's John. I got the promotion. We'll call
7: him John Jr.,
10: You'll speak over 500 million words in your lifetime, but none of them will be as important as the words you use to tell your six-year-old he has cancer. CureSearch.org connects you to the most comprehensive research and advice on childhood cancer and to other families who know exactly what you're going through. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council.
0: Hey, so fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series?
3: For more about this, please tune in to Awakening Value, shamanic technologies of consciousness and success with host Marty Spiegelman. Awakening Value is live every Thursday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. Now, back to our stories.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm your host. Dan Kroll, and this has been an extremely popular uh, format to have SOAP fans call in, and I want to let you know that it doesn't look like we're going to have time to get to all of the calls, so we're definitely going to do this type of show again in the very near future. So if you're on the line and I don't get to you, please accept my apologies. I'm moving as fast as I can, so we're going to move. Actually, we're staying in New York. Last caller is from New York. We're staying there as well. We have Nancy on the line from New York, and Nancy, welcome to the show.
9: Hi, Dan. Thank you. How are you today? I'm doing fine, thanks. You know, I got to tune in late today at 6.30, so I'm not sure if anyone has talked to you about this yet, but I'm calling about the As the World Turns rally next Friday.
1: No one has talked about the rally, so please, uh, you know, if you'd like to share some of the information with the listeners, absolutely. I I definitely would. It's being held
9: um, next Friday from 2 to 4 p.m., and we're going to be at 524 West 57th Street. It's between 10th and 11th Avenues. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone going is asked to wear red as a, a, a sign of solidarity. And we really are trying to keep As the World Turns from being canceled. How long three. have you
1: been watching the show? I've only been watching it for about four years. Really? And you're to- already yeah. uh, i mean committed and devoted to wanting to save it, even after... I- Four years.
9: Yeah, I'm committed and devoted to saving all of the soaps, and I, I do. I write online for a, a couple of different uh, publications, just trying to do that to save the soaps. And this came up. It was not. I did not start this rally. It's other people who have started it. But it's such a wonderful idea, and there are so many people responding. They have about 1,100 fans who are going to show up that day, and wow. so. I want to reach whoever I can to let them know. It's so important. If you love your soaps, even if it's not just as the world turns, show up. Support it. Every soap needs to be saved. You know, every soap can be threatened and every soap can be canceled on a whim. So I'm just trying to get people to come down and if they can, show up and make a sign or whatever you think of that will get people's attention. And I hope, I hope a lot of people will show up. I uh, certainly hope they do. Certainly, will.
1: There are, are a lot of listeners, Nancy, who listen to the show. And what I will also do is I will make sure that this information shows up on SoapCentral.com after today's show. So thank you oh, so much for calling and letting you. us know about this.
9: And thank you, Dan. Thanks for what you do. I, really, I, I read you all the time. I listen all the time. You're doing a great service for everyone.
1: Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. We are going to move on down the coastline. We're going to go to North Carolina and I believe we have Carol on the line. So Carol, welcome to Subcentral Live. Carolina. Hello. How are you? Can you uh turn Hi. the volume down on your computer? Hi. welcome to Subcentral Live. Carolina. Hello. Can you turn the volume down on your computer? Hi. Feedback. Hello. Great. Are you back? everything is better now?
12: I think it's better now, I'm sorry. All right,
1: so what's your favorite soap, Carol? The Young and the Restless. All right, The Young and the Restless. I'm going to put to you, we only have uh, a couple of minutes here, but I want to make sure I get the same question to you. You may have heard uh, us talking about this Simone character that's coming to the show and whether or not it could be a, a, a new Drew or someone like a Drusilla, And I'm wondering for your thoughts on that.
12: Well, I think... A lot of people compare anybody that's coming on as a uh, African-American, they're going to compare her to Drusilla. And I'm a big Victoria Rao fan. But, I mean, I love The Young and the Restless, so I'm willing to give it a chance. I don't know what they can do. I think it will be the writing and not the character hmm. that people don't like. I think it's going to be the writing for them, because I think they're not writing The Winters at all right now.
1: It's and what really do you think the reason is for that?
12: Uh, maybe they're not interested in them anymore. I don't know. I love Young and the Restless. And I've watched it before, you know, before any um, African-American character were on there.
1: Hmm.
12: And I was a big um, Lori Brooks fan. Ah, uh, yes. I just thought that, that, that okay, because I'm uh, biracial, but I just thought that maybe African-Americans, you know, <laughs> they don't act like that. That's what I thought. <laughs> hmm. That's why they're not on soap operas, but, you know. But I love the winters and I wish to see them more, but I'm a big Victoria Rowell fan. I wish she would come back. I think the the show's really missing her and I don't know, you know,
1: but I would don't you, think she's coming back, but I wish she would. Well, what you'll need to do is you're going to need to listen to the show here on May 7th I will. I heard Easter that and and when you exactly, said Victoria Rowell was coming on and see exactly what she has to say. Now, we're okay running out of time, so I'm going to have to cut this a little bit short, but I want to thank you so much for calling in and supporting the show. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Now, we have, oh, just about maybe two minutes or so, so we're unfortunately not going to have any more time for callers, but I want to give you some of the guests who are coming up in the next couple of weeks again so that you'll know how to plan your schedule if you need to sneak away from work a little earlier or reschedule that dentist appointment. But, of course, you can always listen to every show in our archives at subcentral.com/radio, and you can download it, stream it, do whatever you'd like. Next week we have John Driscoll from *The Young and the Restless*. April 23rd, a special guest that I can't reveal to you just yet. On April 30th, from *General Hospital*, Julie Berman and Dominic Zempronia, who play Lulu and Dante. On May 7th, it's Victoria Rowell. May 14th, Kristen Alderson, and May 21st, we'll have Bree Williamson and Melissa Archer. So it'll take us all the way through May sweeps. And certainly uh, in June, you can look forward to some daytime Emmy shows as well. So I want to thank everyone who took time out to call in this week. Uh, certainly I could not do this show without you. And everyone who is listening and those who thought about calling in but maybe were afraid that I would bite. I certainly don't. Uh, maybe we'll talk to you again in the next couple of weeks. So be sure to find your way back here next week for the Same Soap Time, Same Soap channel. Get ready to cue up that organ music because until then, I'm Dan Kroll signing off for another edition of Soap Central Live. <music>